Well, 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 it's the day after the greatest NFL championship games in the history of the NFL. And we're going to jump right into that in a second. But I got to ask first, Lacey, did you did you watch the games yesterday? I did. I watched them both. And so um, that second game, I mean, you know, it was a freaking nail biter, right? Like the whole I'm, I'm like the whole time, like this game is stressful which is not what I wanted late night, Sunday night. Because now being on the East Coast too, Tristan, it's so weird to have football going so late. <laughs> but well, I loved when I moved to when I moved to San Francisco and games started at 10 a.m. I was like, this is the greatest this thing greatest ever. Greatest thing ever, right? Yeah. And now I gotta get used to them starting halfway through the day. But oh boy, it was yeah, those were some awesome games. For both of them to go into overtime like that, phenomenal. Did you did you make your famous chicharonas? I didn't make them yesterday. I'd already made oh. them this week so you know oh. <laughs> but i'll make them when you come back over don't worry if people just out there just so you guys know Lacey's like a like a bomb ass cook and <laughs> she makes these fantastic chicharrones that are just i mean they're just awesome but so um and and you have a house still because i'm a little bit worried based on messages from sean to to some of the, the dudes in the crew uh, he he sounds like he's he's getting into a little bit of a gambling thing going on because he's using words like parlay when when i see people start going i parlayed this i go oh next step is gamblers anonymous <laughs> oh i know he comes to me yesterday and he says hey so do you have like a card that has a mastercard logo on it because all his cards are visas i'm like what do you need him what what for and he's like well i the, you know this app i'm on you can only use a mastercard and i'm trying to bet on the games and i'm like oh my god <laughs> then he bets you know does bets with the guys at the club and then yeah he's um he's enjoying the life over here that's, <laughs> that's awesome well it was a gambler's paradise yesterday and let's talk about the fact of the one big play that could have put the saints in the super bowl which was a non-call pass interference and possibly mm -hmm. uh i guess um uh, even helmet to helmet hit. There was multiple things, but the thing that hit home for me, Lacey, after as I was watching this this unfold, after was and and I always try to we try to bring him back to the business and chiropractic practice building growth was Sean Payton, the coach of the Saints, obviously had a perfect case for this was a blown call. They could have won the game. Mm -hmm. The call got blown. What I saw happen from a leadership standpoint was unfortunate because they kept arguing with the refs, the rest of the game, the crowd was bought into it. And what I would have hoped for was a shift in mentality of like, you know what, deal with it after the game. We have a focus to win now and right. we couldn't win in that situation. We have to do something else to convert. Um, and I see this day in and day out. And I'm sure you and Sean get even more of it from a coaching level and what I call it is simple. It's victimization. Right. And it can be the biggest killer in practice growth, right? Right. Oh, absolutely. And I think, you know, it's really interesting because if you watch how that game unfolded, you're absolutely right. So they go into victimization mode and because they're so focused on this blown call that when they go into overtime, are they playing well? No. We have a turnover and they lose the game, right? I mean, yeah, so they were they were out mentally. They were they, out. They were done. And and in the game of life and the game of business, that's exactly what happens. If you choose to step into that, I'm a victim. Um, everybody does me wrong. Blame all of your lack of success, your lack of forward progress, your issues on 
other people or other programs or other this, and you never take responsibility for what's happening in your life, you'll never be able to move forward. And in fact, you're going to go into overtime and you're going to lose the game because you're so focused on being a victim. You cannot focus on winning. It happens all the time. And, and here's the other part of that you see is the second game, which we were just talking about was nail biter. Mm. Um, here's Tom Brady. Who's been in this situation time and time again in his, in his forties now. Uh, and I, I, there was this one image that stuck out to me last night. They, they go down, they get the, the running touchdown, which basically put them ahead by three. And there was very little time left for Kansas city, Kansas city, made some plays, got the field goal, and they cut to Tom Brady on the sideline. And he had this kind of look like, well, got to do what I got to do. I've done it before. And that's the difference between, I think, uh, you know, Sean wrote last night, systems and and, and having a great mentality, uh, I think, really stops. I've never seen Tom Brady ever in a victim mode. That's one thing. I got to give that guy a lot of credit and, for. And think about that. I mean, this the whole season they're saying like they're not going to make it because of the way that the team was put together and they're not equipped. They're not going to make it to the Super Bowl again. But here's the deal, and that's what Sean was writing, is that systems always prevail. People get tired. Like Tom Brady, If you have you ever watched the documentary on him? He's one of the most ridiculously – disciplined people I've ever seen or watched stuff on. He's a robot. He's like a robot. Yeah. From the way that he eats to the things that he does to how much he studies plays and watches videos, how he practices. And so he's just like, he's a robot. Everything he does is disciplined and systematized and intentional. And it's been done a million times to have perfection. So he did what Tom Brady does and he runs the ball down that they get, they run the ball down the field and they win. Right. And mm. like he can execute that even as as tired as he was. And listen to that. If did you watch the post game interview with him? He was, he goes, I'm exhausted. Oh, he's like, I'm so tired. I'm exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. But again, he had done that and perfected it and knew the system. He could do it in his most exhausted state. So you got to ask yourself, is my business like that? Do I have systems in my business that no matter what, when I'm tired, when Mm. I'm exhausted, when I'm not having a good day, when stuff in my personal life is all over the place, do I have systems that can run like that to make sure that I always win? Like, And if you don't, then you need to start working on systematizing your business because that's what successful people do. Yeah. I think back to victimization in outside of the professional world, and it leads to a lot of suffering typically. And one of the things I learned in my, in my twenties and I, and I wish, and I I should have, instead of tattooing country gigolo on my arm, I should tattoo this, these three words, which I think anyone who gets in a mode where there could lead to suffering is, is this wise? Mm -hmm. And if you ask yourself, is this wise? I think if Sean Payne had asked himself in hindsight, is this wise? I keep going down this road and argue with the rest or should I be focusing with my uh, administration and coaches and my team to get back in it? Same thing you should be asking yourself. Is this wise in the moment that I'm playing the victim? Um, Hey, we got a special guest coming on. We got the gentle giant we're bringing in. The gentle, the gentle giant of chiropractic. chiropractic. (laughs) Did you enjoy the games yesterday, Dwayne? I did. I did. Uh, the first one caught me off guard because, you know, they were down, uh, what, 13-0? And I thought, okay, the Rams are going to do this year. I know Peyton's uh, 
or you know, Peyton's got his crew, and the the Saints are always good. But I had something else to do for the second half, and I missed that whole barn burner. Uh, but I did watch the entire second game, and that was uh, an incredible second half. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was saying to Lacey offline. I said the first the first half of the Saints game, they had three opportunities in the red zone, and they got one touchdown and two field goals. You know, you can make the argument like, dude, if we'd gotten three touchdowns, this game would have been over. I mean, that that team would, I think, twenty one down first quarter. That's yeah, really hard to come last back. Time from. they played, it was forty three forty six. I mean, they yeah. still had gas in the tank. Yeah. Both teams. Um, right. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of gameplay. Um, and get like you guys were talking about, systems are extremely important. Both coaches know their system at this point. Hopefully, in the season, mm-hmm. they know who can do what and how much uh, is left. They know the uh, the injuries. They know the extent of the injuries, whether they're on the uh, uh, do not play list for today or the injured reserve, or they're out there hustling their their butts off. Um, you know, so both systems worked really well. One just worked really good in the first half, and the other one kicked butt in the second half for both games. Well, we, we have the luxury of instant replay in football, and that's always the, well, after the matter of the fact. The right. beautiful thing in chiropractic is we have technology out there yes. that allows you to do before and after Absolutely. instantaneously, and you are you are the man behind that technology right now in the industry. Well, Tell you. us about what's going on at Titronics, and for people who don't know Titronics, what it mm-hmm. does. Well, first of all, Titronics is a company that was established in the 80s to specifically make paraspinal thermography assessment tools for chiropractors, the Titron scanner. Um, I went to Logan uh, like Sean did, yep. and uh, we, we heard about them maybe once in one class in the entire three and a half years, and I thought, okay, that's cool, but I never thought of it as something I could use in my office. But it's just a tool. It's just like x-rays. It's just like sonography. It's just like uh, the CBCT that's coming out. Now we get a 3D x-ray of the Atlas and Axis and actually look at it from any any angle you want to and see actually how the atlas axis and occiput are orientated uh, in a 3d model on your screen uh, it's just another assessment tool and uh, we've been the gold standard since the 90s research is done with our instruments um uh, blair uh pierce results uh tats uh the specific um there's other groups that use our technology in their systems Mm-hmm. to accomplish high-level stuff, high-precision stuff. It's, that's what we do. We measure the temperature difference left and right at uh, right near the spine. The, the neurology that controls that vasculature is very short, so there's very little uh, else in there. It's like having a lone safety going for that tackle. There's nothing else there that can save it. Nothing <laughs> it's just that short little path. And so it really gives us a good insight into the balance of the nerve system. And that's that's what we do as chiropractors. And I have the, have the philosophy, if we say we do something, then let's do it. Lacey, you obviously have used Titron in, in your office uh, in practice, and then obviously uh, the specific centers are utilizing it. From your perspective, uh, and I've seen you, we've, we've used it in your own house, uh, and, and that was my first real kind of like getting a um, – an, uh, an edification on it. What do you adore about this this technology, and, and what do you see are the possibilities for other chiropractors? If they well, I think the, the important thing is, is you know, when we're looking at the subluxation, there's multiple things that we need to take into consideration, right? And one is the where to make the adjustment. Where is the subluxation? Number two is um, how, which. We're really, really good at learning how in school. That's our skill set. And we're really, really good at always trying to 
um, work harder to sharpen that axe when it comes to our skill set on how. Um, mm -hmm. But the other component of that is when. And I think that the win piece is one of the most important pieces when it comes to, you know, working with somebody's nervous system and trying to get them down that road to well to health and back to what we would say normal, right? And so it's really interesting because the um, when to adjust can be influenced by so many things because we're human. And what I love about Titronics is that it is completely objective. It's an objective measure of the when to adjust. And so it be, it's something that you can put in as a system, but more importantly, it helps to remove a lot of the variables that exists um, when we're making that determination. Um, if you just think about in your practice, how many people can sway you on when to adjust them, where to adjust them by what they're feeling and what they say to you, right? And so the Titronics takes out that component, which is a very, very powerful piece when taking care of people. So I love that. Granted, there's still always humanness behind it. We're making an analysis, but it takes as much variable as possible. Right. And a uh, few things, uh, you know, I've been I've been doing chiropractic for 30 years now uh, in practice, 26. Um, it, uh, it it's amazing to to um, see my fellow people that call themselves chiropractors adjust everybody on every visit. Mm -hmm. um, that means we might not really know what a subluxation is. <laughs> and what it isn't, um, if we adjust everybody just because they say it hurts here, doc, and move that bone, um, we may need to rethink what we do. I'm trying to be very politically correct here, if you can't tell. Um, uh, this is the wrong show for that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Get your act together, guys. Come on. Um, and Lacey alluded this to, to this. This is just another tool. If you look at the four-component subluxation theory, the MOPI, the the the, uh, the foundation that all the other subluxation theories are built on. Uh, if it's motion mal uh, malposition, you need x-ray for that. If it's occlusion, you need x-ray MRI for that. If pressure, you have to have a needle to measure the pressure. And interference, you have to have something on the other end of the neurology to measure, mm -hmm. is there interference? If there's no interference, guess what? It's not a vertebral subluxation. And so you need, you need tools together uh, so that you can make the best uh, guess, educated guess, the best uh, um, guess at what you're going to do with your listing and, systems. Yeah, and I, and you know, there's a lot of uh, other ways that you can measure interference by looking Absolutely. at the nervous system, and Titronics is one way to do it. And it's right. been you know, the reason that we love it so much is because um, for us, we found great systems mm -hmm. to put into place to make sure that it's reproducible. Um, not just from one doctor to another, but um, the, the doctor to themselves, making sure that we're scanning properly, making sure we have a system around analysis. So that's why we used to choose Titronics. But you're right. Um, the Titron is great in, in that last component of that MOPI that BJ always talked about when it comes to a subluxation, analyzing and assessing nervous system interference. Absolutely. I, I, I like the fact that I'm going to say this because this this is our show. We can't say this. And, and I said this to, to Grant Dennis, who's a specific doc. Um, most upper cervical doctors are, are the snobs of chiropractic, I'll say. Um, they are the elitist. They are the um, they are the Harvard of, of, of chiropractic. Yeah, they're the and, – and, Everyone has their own thing, which is great. But the one thing I love about that is this is your nervous system. This is yeah. your 
This is your. I'd rather have someone stem. that. It's that, that is, yeah, what? It's your brainstem, dude. It's your brainstem. Yeah, I'd rather have someone who's a little that that is elitist and is saying, "Look, I want you to look at this from a scientific." Because I watched Grant. We were at, we were at an event together. I can't name names, otherwise I'll be attacking them. But um, so I, I we watched people go to tables together, and here's Grant sitting back. Where's your scan, man? Where's your scan? <laughs> like, how do you know what you're adjusting? And the more and more I hear that, the more I'm like, damn, dude, this is what this is what's holding us back. To me, I'm gonna say this right now: someone who doesn't have technology that's available like Titronics is doing not only themselves a disservice, but they're doing a profession disservice. Here's an ad from Simon Sensen's new book. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Simon and Tim. Well, actually, Tim Faulkner, who I really, really adore. And I don't know Joseph Foley, but there's an ad in here from the Palmer Gregory Adjusting Parlors. And the copy of the ad is three lines. The nicest and best equipped apartments, which sounds kind of weird in today's age, but I, I think that meant office. The most This is the most important part. The most scientific doctors in charge. Hence the best results obtained. Hmm. And I think that that's the beauty of what you guys do is you provide technology and science to help get the best results. Right. And our founder, Roger, is passionate about chiropractic. He has a life-saving story. So, um, you know, he's he's bought in. He's all in with chiropractic. And so that really helps direct the company. That's why I love the company so much. Um, you know, everything he does is how can we help the chiropractor succeed? How can we help these offices Make more money. I mean, that's the fourth leg of the stool that uh, I really love BDC and uh, Kairosushi for is bringing out that fourth leg of the stool. We have the science, philosophy, and art that everybody's talked about for years. You guys are bringing the business leg to the to the, to the table, to the stool. And I like that. And Roger's all passionate about it. Let's give them tools that are going to last for a long time, do the job, and help them make more money because they're more uh, confident in what they do and the, and the client can see what's going on. It builds buying. It builds a lot of things. So, yeah, it's a great company, and uh, we're just one tool in the box. We're just one tool in the box. Mm -hmm. Great one, though. Uh, Lacey, do you have anything to add on that? Nope. Guys, no, uh, I, I, I want to – let me, let me add one little thing before you cut yeah. me off here like all other good uh, talk show hosts do. Um, <laughs> I was talking to somebody the other day that uh, they're like, well, what would uh, what would Danny Knowles think if all of these students are like, we need to, why, why aren't we using the scanners and network and what, you know, when are you going to put the, you know, the Titron scanners in the network system? And I'm like, but you're missing the point. The scanner is not part of a technique. It's just like x-ray. It's just like MRI. It's just an assessment tool to help you with your technique. Mm -hmm. And he's like, Oh yeah, absolutely. So it was, a, it was really good to have that conversation and get that clarified because really, uh, Titronics is part of these techniques. It's part of their systems, mm -hmm. but it's not part of their techniques. The technique right. doesn't the change the technique. Yeah, it's yeah. just an additional analysis, right. Right. right? So you have a preponderance of evidence to make the best guess of what the listing is, so you can give that innate-driven, specific, scientific, adjustic force. So the body can adapt it for internal use to correct the subluxation. Yep. Love it, man. Hey, guys, go over and check out Titronics. Uh, hook up, more importantly, hook up with Dwayne, the gentle giant of chiropractic, one of the wisest souls and gentlest <laughs> souls in chiropractic. Um, you are, man. You got you, you, you are. I, I love sharing time with you and, and, and talks and look forward to it every time. Thank you for giving us some time today, sir. My yeah, pleasure. do yourself a favor. Talk to Dwayne. And if you have questions, I'm always available too if you're wondering how you can integrate that into your offices. So yeah, please do it. I love you, Lacey. Appreciate it. Bye, Tristan.
Wow, he is. I just, I just adore that guy. He's, he's just so, so cute. Sweet. I know. <laughs> he is. He's a beautiful guy, um, and I love that technology. And I just think the smartest people. You know, you look in the industry and you go, "Who are the smartest people in the industry? Who are the most successful?" And then you look at what they're using and you go, "Oh, you know what? They're using Titronics. Huh? Interesting." Um, so, uh, oh, my dog is driving me crazy. Do you have, you know, with Dexter, does he follow you everywhere you go? Everywhere. Yeah. Half the time when I'm on this, he's scratching at my leg to pick him up. So, yeah. Is it codependency in, or what is it? <laughs> is it, is it, it definitely. He doesn't do that with Sean, but for some reason he just decided that he has to follow me all around the house and be as close to me as possible. So, I, I mean, I, I, I'm torn because I'm just like, dude, just chill out. It's so hard because Lena's gone up in Life West right now and we're oh. in training, and and it's just me and him. And, and there are times where I'm like, this is awesome. There's times where I'm like, dude, I, I, I gotta work, buddy. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, uh, I I don't I don't think you got to see the I think you got to see the image today, I, but yep, it, it got it shared I around. Yep. Okay. Uh. GoFundMe. I'd, I'd written an article two years ago about GoFundMe because it always seems to come up. It always seems to come up around January and February. And I think there's a reason why. It's because there's a lot of student activity. Shout out to the students out there who are hustling and trying to get life going and, and get their careers on path. Um, uh, so the GoFundMe comes up quite a bit. And it came up again. A couple of big names in chiropractor shared around an image of this was GoFundMe in 1989. And there was a kid mowing a lawnmower. And I get that side of it, right? We get the fact yeah. that, you know, people have to grow up and, and work hard. But what I feel that they don't understand and they're knocking is the younger millennial generation who, I want to be clear about this. In 1989, the cost of tuition to go to school was three times less than it is today. That's that's dramatic. I mean, the mm -hmm. jump, the the uptick in cost of tuition to go to school. And here's what pissed me off a little bit was the fact that these are the same individuals that are asking them to go on mission trips, asking them to buy tickets to their seminars, and not seeing the bigger picture of what GoFundMe is about. And GoFundMe was created by a millennial, who the target was really two big things: was healthcare costs and and students. Yep. And the one thing that, you know, coming from the, the Silicon Valley background that I have, I grew up in there that area where it was like, why spend your money when you can spend venture venture capitalist money? And same concept with GoFundMe is it why is it okay for us to support people who die or get sick and couldn't afford things? But when a young individual who's trying to start off their career is asking for help. My argument isn't it the same as going to your community and saying, "Hey, invest in me, invest in sure. me, so I can go." So, like, let's just say someone's like put a GoFundMe lacey up for go for summer camp, and they wanted to say, "Hey, I, I I I can't afford right now a ticket. I have so many expenses going across, but if if someone's willing to invest or donate to my summer camp ticket, uh, how could we get mad at them about that?" Yeah, I, I don't think that we can get mad at them about that. If they're if they're motivated and dedicated enough to to try to get to something that's going to help shape them and help them become more successful in business later or in chiropractic, absolutely, I completely support that. But I do want to play devil's advocate a little bit because I don't think that we can stand upon the crutch of our our. Um, Student loans are so much higher. So you like other doctors need to understand that things are different. 
yeah, they are much higher. But as soon as you step into that, then you become a victim, which we just talked about <laughs> at the beginning of the show. Yeah, that's interesting. You can't, you can't. My tip of the week, Tristan, is you can't be a victim to circumstance. You can't be a victim to your student loans. You made a decision. You made a decision to go to chiropractic school because you had belief in yourself enough to know that when you got out, you would be successful. So instead of looking at woe is me, all of the student debt, which is what I see students and doctors get into that mindset, that lack, that lack mentality. I have all this debt. What am I going to do? It's overwhelming. It's consuming. I'm never going to make it. Instead, you should look at your debt and say, that is an investment that I chose to take mm -hmm. on to put into myself. And it was because I believed I could help people and be successful. And what do we know about most investments? Do they provide a return? They yeah. sure should. They so should. again, a debt is something that you oftentimes don't think of as providing a return, an investment you do. That's an investment in your ability to be a chiropractor. So let's not victimize it. Let's figure out how we can work. And it can be through any means. It can be you know, going and volunteering somewhere. It could be getting a mm. GoFundMe. It can be mowing lawns or cleaning out trash bins. I don't care what it is, or just working your tush off when it comes to your chiropractic practice. But let's figure out how to, you know, repay that debt in a non-victim mentality. That's and, and my that's, tip. No, and, and, and I totally agree with that. I, I, I think that, uh, you know, the argument I'm making on the GoFundMe's, and, and I'll say this after, is I like Kickstarters better than GoFundMe's from, a, uh. from an, an angle. But interesting the gofundme is here we go well works you have that you have that common thing work work smarter not harder well and make live off other people's money like all these cliches we've heard right <laughs> like you know and then someone creates a, a, a an app for that and people are like oh wow um here's my take and i wrote about this in an article on cairo sushi you guys can search gofundme and it basically was validating both sides of the argument right but i believe that a kickstarter if I'm a student and I want to get tickets to summer camp or I was looking to open up my office or go on a mission trip, I think Kickstarters are cooler because oh, Kickstarters, yeah. you can give rewards for funding. Like say, say you said, Hey, the first a thousand dollar, you know, a thousand dollar donation gets you uh, a picture on my office wall or something, or, yeah. you know, I, I'm pulling it out of my butt, but you <laughs> know, it, it's, it's something where you can incentivize the donors to get rewarded for their donation, not just give you money, right? Yeah, there's nothing wrong with leveraging today's um, opportunities to yeah. help yourself grow. I mean, that would be like us saying, oh, hey, you can't use social media ads um, to make money or get new patients. You have to go back to print ads because that's the way that we did things. That's equivalent yeah. to saying you have to go back out there and, and mow lawns instead of leveraging what's available to you, right? Right. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I, love, I, love, your, I love your tip though about you know, not being a victim of the circumstances and not being a victim of student loan because it is a common thing that we, we keep hearing and it is an investment that you put in yourself. And it's amazing to me the amount of people that I, we know who work with us, work with with you and, and Sean, who uh, in in multiple settings, who are debt debt free or student loan free within a couple of years? Am I right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, now it's getting a little harder. Students are coming out with two hundred and fifty, three hundred thousand in debt. Right, <laughs> it's yeah. a lot. But I mean, again, it's absolutely doable, and it can be systematically cut or down. That, that student loan payments not even something they think about. It's, it's right. It's, 
they're yeah. at that point, which is which Absolutely. I think is really cool. Absolutely. Well, uh, my quick tip of the day is for you guys, and this comes with winning it in Facebook ads or any type of ads going forward in 2019. It's going to come back to social proof and leveraging social proof in your ad copy. Social proof, as you guys might know, is is basically what other people say about you or what the brand other people say about your brand and leveraging that in your Facebook ads. Uh, one of the things we spoke about recently in a uh, Monday Marketing Raw in the Cairo Sushi Samurai, where you not only get daily what to post ideas, but on Monday we do a breakdown of all the questions that are coming up uh, in the group and break it down. We focused on Toma, which is top of mind awareness. Yeah. And one of the easiest things you guys could do right now is set it, forget it kind of ad is just a branding ad, a Toma ad with social proof. So let's say, for example, uh, if you're an OG, as I like to call it, Lacey, I've been around the block. If I've been around for 25 years plus, you know what? That's a beautiful ad to be running on Facebook is serving uh, our community for over 25 years because, wow, if you've been doing it for that long, you must be good. My second <laughs> favorite one is social proof of, of what people say about you. If you have 25-star reviews, 55-star reviews, you got 13 on Facebook, 20 on Google, you got 33 five-star reviews. How many five-star reviews you have? Quantify them up and run that ad as your Toma. Uh, and for the newbies who we'll, so we'll, we'll get, we'll tie this all back together who go, but I don't have any reviews. Uh, you can get one testimonial and leverage that as your social proof, as you're building it up yep. and run that as your ad. And that was one of our strategy. We talked about just one of many we talked about last week in Samurai. Love it. So good. That's a good one. Uh, we will be in New Orleans this week with the IFCO. And then next week, we will be six months away. Wait, February, March, April, May. Yeah, well, six months away from summer camp, guys, Woo! as we're getting closer. It's crazy. Uh, so join us next Monday for Monday Market. Uh, not Monday Market. Join us if you're in Samurai for Monday Marketing Raw. And <laughs> join us next week for a case of the Mondays here on Cairo Sushi. Thank you, guys. <laughs> <laughs>